This is Hyphenated, an audio documentary series about immigrant and second-generation immigrants within the EU, navigating their hyphenated identity through their music. My name is Ron Deutsch. The following conversation took place at the RTVE Studios in A Coruña, Spain, during the Womex World Music Convention in October 2023. It has been edited for clarity and length. Music in this episode is provided by today's artist, Ginge. My name is Silvana Chakurian. Um, I'm born and raised in Paris, France. Lived nine years in Armenia. I'm Armenian and French. My parents are ethnically Armenian, but my mom is born in Iran. My dad is born in Lebanon. My grandparents are born in Azerbaijan now, uh, Turkey. It's, it's a very big mix. Yes, Gornem. My name is Gor Tadevosian. I was born in Armenia in Vanadzor. Since I was a child, I knew I was going to be a musician one day. I grew up listening to Armenian music and that heritage is reflected in my current music. I, I like to think that as Armenians, we are part of the same fruit, like a pomegranate, but all the little grains, they're around the world. Even if Gor is born in Armenia, he's a descendant of genocide survivors as well, who came to from the Ottoman Empire and then they migrated the survivors to Greece and then Armenia. This theme of over-adapting from one empire to another, from one republic to another, from one war to another, we all, always adapt, constantly adapt. And musicians write about these things. And when you're a kid, you don't realize certain things. And for me, it went very uh, well. You know, at home, we were speaking Armenian. And up until I was three, I didn't speak French. So I know that a lot of immigrant parents face the same issue in France when, when the kids go to kindergarten. They're like, no, you should speak with them in French. They cannot be integrated as French people, French kids, if they don't speak French at home. And we have a lot of um, Armenian diaspora friends in France who adapted and the kids my age, they don't speak Armenian. But my family was like, no, we will keep on speaking Armenian because it's your mother tongue. But they made sure that I was not behind at school. So I think I navigated it pretty, pretty easily. I think my parents did a good job because I feel French and I feel Armenian. When I'm in France, I feel Armenian. When I'm in Armenia, sometimes I feel French because we are different sometimes in the way we see the world or the sometimes the way we think that the soul is the same, but the way of thinking is different. It really depends on the person you have in front of you, but sometimes people don't accept you 
you're asking why do you speak Armenian? Why do you speak Armenian with your parents? Why do you speak Armenian with your sister? But for us, language was very important. And with language comes the opening to the music as well. Armenian folk music is tied to life. And there are three themes that are very common. It's the themes of love, of course, the themes of nature and exile. And this is linked to uh, our history. So um, I went to uh, Sorbonne to do musicology. I was in the classical, very classical, but I've, I've never been a classical person. For me, it was more playing with people, improvising. And then my friends and I started playing more folk. When I graduated, I was working at the Philharmonie of Paris, but I, I felt like I'm in a square. And then that summer I volunteered in Armenia in a music festival and it was the exact opposite of not square, no structure at all. So it's another extreme, but that's what I needed. So then I moved to Armenia. Like, you know, when you grew up in the diaspora, you have this idealized image of what Armenia is. You put the poster of the Mount Ararat, which is a symbol of uh, Armenia. But no, it's a real place with people and uh, it's not an idealized place. First, I was developing a music education curriculum program for village schools there. So that's what was my first uh, activity. So I went a lot into the field, villages, worked with the Ministry of Education. But then, of course, I got to meet the musicians. Then other propositions came like this. And when the war happened, I was already there. I said, no, I'm going to stay. And that's how also uh, I met Gor, you know? I mean, we met really, we started working together. Everything started in 2020 when there was a war in the region of Artsakh, home to indigenous Armenians, and a lot of families had fled the war zone to come to Armenia. It was a very difficult period for us all. At that moment, everyone stood up to defend the border. All the men were volunteering to go to the war front, and I did as well. But because I was in the army choir, we weren't the priority to go to war because we're not used to being on the front lines. One day, Savannah called me and said, okay, there's all these influx of people coming from Artsakh fleeing a war zone in Yerevan. We should go and do a music workshop for them. And from that day, we started playing together, but not only playing, also being friends. We were improvising with the resources we had to do, like art therapy workshops. And this music was not just therapy for them, it was therapy for us as well. My mom wanted me to go back. My mom was calling me, come back. I'm like, no, man. Because also Yerevan is four hours away. It's four hours away. We didn't have the direct uh, bombing. Uh, but she was like, Savannah, I know you. Like, don't you dare go to the front lines uh, or go to the war zone. But no, we were uh, we were uh, working mainly with the with the families. But it was very impressive because all the country was mobilized to help in any way they can. So when I say on stage or weapon is or music, actually directly I have a 
a story that connects me to Gore because Gore said that he uh, went to volunteer in war and uh, two times actually we were doing workshops and then we were in a music school doing workshop and then I'm like where's Gore and they're like he left and he's going to volunteer for war twice he did this twice yes. and he didn't say bye to me and I was like are you crazy what's happening and at some point I know him I was like okay do whatever you want to do with us, <laughs> do what you want to do. If you want to do it, go to the war, go to the war. But honestly, I think you you would be more useful playing music for the kids than like holding a gun and uh, trying to shoot because uh, that's not you. Yeah, your weapon actually is music. Like that's what we do. And um, especially with these kids who are uh, away from their fathers, from their brothers, because all the men are doing war. We also need to have male figures to visit them. And I think God was very important. It was very important that he was there. And for, I just said like this, like I tried to be very detached, like, yeah, I think it would be, you'd be better. But I think you also realized, he realized that yes, it, it would be better that he plays music. We both- We are, we are like family. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're like family. We are trying to do the best we can do for our country and uh, for our community. We are musicians. I like to talk about my country. I like to bring people to dance together on, under the beats of my country. There are a lot of points we have in common, but also for us, it was important to blend it with the contemporary genres we grew up with as well, and also make sure that we can transmit the folk music from our ancestral culture to the younger generation by making it relatable to them, give it a new breath and make it current. That's how we can pass it on to future generations. And we always talk, what is our sound? We are always searching for our sound. Is it more techno? Is it more rock? Is it, it's, it's an everyday, like the more we play, it's everything. It's everything. <laughs> but one thing we know, the common thing is that the Armenian component, through the singing or through the zurna, the flute, the, through the percussions, through the melodies, there, there will be our common ground, which is Armenian folk. Cheat code, mother love, cheat code Je fais mes bails en sous, t'as vu, je suis pas trop dispo, non, non Actually, last year, came to France. I was supposed to stay two or three weeks and then there was bombing again. And after everything we went through with Gore, I was like, I don't want to go back because I know if we go back, we're gonna get into this world again. And it took a really big toll on our mental health as well. We had a very chaotic, uh, life and I didn't want to, I started therapy after and I didn't want to go back again in that. And my therapist is from Armenia and I was talking to her about this and I said, you know, I feel a little guilty that I don't want to come to Armenia now. And uh, she was like, well, it makes sense that maybe if you're trying to find inner peace, you should play, stay for now in a country that, where there is peace also. So I felt like I needed to take a little distance. For me now, being in France, I think it's important to have distance so I can be even stronger to find a better way to help or to be present for my country. For me, it, and not just for me, for a lot of Armenians in the diaspora, that's where you really realize that you're different from the people in the country you're in because it's normal, people cannot understand. So even if 
Some of them can check on you because they see, especially the stories on Instagram you post, they're checking on you, are you okay? It really brought us Armenians from the diaspora closer because we're living the same like schizophrenic thing. You're really afraid of losing your country, but at the same time you're in another country and you have to put like you see uh, I don't know the you go to buy your bread or you go to the supermarket and you're hi hello or everyone is talking about mundane things. But this the, the situation we are in we feel so helpless that we are a small country between two countries who want to unite we were talking the other day and i told the guys i'm like you imagine if there was no genocide we wouldn't exist because we all exist because of this like our parents wouldn't have been this and there and there and they wouldn't have met for you know like it's destiny kind of so uh Gors always says, everything is the way it should be. We come from a very small corner of the world, but when we play music from the soul, it can touch everyone from uh, the US to, uh, to Japan to Senegal. Also, as musicians, we are, I don't know, we are. We, our goal is also to create bridges with the world, with other musicians, to bring a piece of our land somewhere, and also to absorb what's there, meet other musicians, meet the audience, and become inspired from the world to also bring fresh air to our culture. And the music is helping. We want it to help. Is it helping you? It saves us. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. I invite you to like and subscribe at our website, hyphenated.eu, where you can find other episodes and discover more hyphenated artists. You'll also find a playlist of music in this episode, as well as links to more information about the artist please consider buying some of today's artist music or adding them to your streaming playlist. Or better yet, go see them play live. Hyphenated was created by me, Ron Deutsch, produced and edited by me. And if you'd like to support this series, please tell a friend. So until next time, be well.